Good morning and welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao. Scott Stewart is in Pulaski, and he'll be along in just a moment to tell you about what's going on in Giles County. We appreciate you guys visiting with us this morning. Looking forward to telling you about what is going on in and around Murray County, as well as Giles County. So stick around. Plenty to come. Right now, we'll get you headlines on The Wrap. The front page of this week's Main Street Murray has several, several stories, including a couple uh, court updates, one from James Davidson's uh, court appearance as uh, he has been charged with murder in uh, the case of a former Mule Day Queen who was uh, killed late last month, as well as Roy Brooks. Uh, a new court date has been set in his case. He was set to appear on Monday. Uh, that has now been pushed into November. We've got an update there. Also, an update in Spring Hill about a development that is uh, likely coming to Wall Street and Fitz Street. So there is a mixed-use development there, and there is uh, a story on the front page of the paper this week explaining a little bit about what the developer is looking to do and what the city would like for them to do. You can also find a story on the community event that Columbia Police Department puts on each year. There's also going to be a video later in this show talking a little bit about that as we spoke with Jennifer Dalton. There's a print story on the front page of the paper, but you can also see that as well in uh, this show. So all of that and much, much more coming your way here on Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. We'll send it down to Pulaski now with Scott Stewart standing by. Hey everybody, it's Scott Stewart with the Pulaski Citizen Wrap for this week. Before we get into the newspaper, I'd just like to say we just finished wrapping up our first ever Pulaski Citizen Main Street Media Awards and we highlighted all these great businesses from Giles County that keep our community going each and every day. So you can watch those awards over on the Pulaski Citizen Facebook page uh, and congratulations to all our finalists and all of our winners. Uh, what a great time, and if you didn't get a chance to be part of it, make sure you check it out for next year. Uh, this week in the Pulaski Citizen, Iron Man James Bovar is our Citizen Spotlight. He's right there, top and center of the front page. The front page this week highlights two community festivals that are going on Saturday. Campbellsville's Heritage Festival It starts at 11 a.m., and then Fall on the Hill in Minor Hill starts at 2 p.m. So uh, make sure you get to one or both of those great events here in Giles County. Pulaski Mayor J.J. Brindley is looking to bring developers into town so we can start the discussions about how to move Pulaski and Giles County forward. You can read about that and more from last week's uh, Pulaski City Council meeting in, uh, right there on the front page of the Pulaski Citizen. Discover Giles is out. Subscribers to the Pulaski Citizen, you will receive a copy of the Community Guide magazine in your paper this week. Also, Discover Giles will be available at advertisers' businesses, uh, the Giles County Chamber of Commerce, local hotels and restaurants. It's an amazing guide to our community, and please make sure that you get a copy of the newest edition, volume number five of Discover Giles. Also on the front page, Touch a Truck was this past Saturday. We've got lots of photos from the event that took place right here on the Pulaski Square. Inside the paper, find out what's going on here on the Pulaski Square this month in our uh, Around the Square page for October. 
UT Southern announces an emergency preparedness drill that's going to take place on campus October 9th. That's on the inside of the paper. Also inside, we got a story about the school board, more touch-of-truck pictures, backwards glances, obituaries, court docket, property transfers, funding games, so much more this week in the Pulaski Citizen. Get your copy today. We'll be right back after this. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated cost plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Having a good, confident smile and being able to portray that positivity to others is really helpful. A professional family atmosphere is what we get every time we come here. Our hygienists do a better job at kind of assessing mouths and coming up with plans than most dentists do. They're very kind and they're very aware of other people. I think if there's things that I would want you to leave here with, I want you to feel like you were heard, that we listened to you, and I want you to feel like that your concerns were addressed. Hey, welcome in everybody. I'm Scott Stewart and I've got with me State Representative Clay Doggett. Uh, Clay, he is the uh, State Representative for Giles and Lawrence Counties. Welcome in, Clay. Hey, well, thank you so much. You're welcome, man. I always like to be educational. Of course, I think sure. people will have heard a whole bunch of stuff that they, that I, I mean, I know I, I have. But uh, tell us something that the people of Giles County and Lawrence County uh, that they may not know about state government that you may not have known when you started that you know now uh, and how, how it operates. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I've always been fascinated yeah. uh, with, with state government. And so, uh, you know, you have all the, the various departments, Department of Safety, Department of Transportation, Department of Health, Department of Agriculture, all of those, fit, those are all cabinet positions that, right. that fall under the executive branch, which is the governor. Um, the TBI is not with any branch because they're an independent government agency entity. They're not, they're not a cabinet position. So you have all those that fall under the governor. He chooses the commissioners of those departments. They kind of, well, he's their boss, so they kind of yeah. just do what he, he wants them to do. Then you have the legislature. It's a completely separate branch. We're tasked with Number one is setting a budget for the state every year to be able to operate. And two, we make the laws, the rules and the regulations that go into place that we're expected to live by and abide by. Uh, and then you have the, um, the state Supreme Court, which is an appointed, those are all appointed, the justices are appointed. They have, uh, with the, the Supreme Court is the state attorney general, he fits in there with them, the, the judges appoint the attorney general, so yeah. he's the one that defends us in court over issues. But one of the things that's always I found fascinating and people kind of wonder about is how laws are made and what the process is. And it's two totally very similar process with the House and the Senate because whatever passes in the House has to, has to pass the Senate, and then it has to go before the governor for his signature or he vetoes it or what have you, but how that process is done, because in the House it can take eight weeks for a piece of legislation to make it to the House floor to be voted on, in the Senate it can take two weeks. The same yeah. The same thing. There's 99 House members, there's 33 senators yeah. 
And so, uh, you know, every just about every bill that I carry is by someone that has come to me from the district, a constituent that said, you know, hey, uh, this is an issue that I found. Is there anything that can be done to address it? And we start doing the research and we're like, hey, maybe we maybe can we change can this law right and do now. something. So uh, it's, I always get a big, uh, a big thrill out of bringing a piece of legislation, and I'm like, you know what? It's almost like raising a child, isn't it? It is. And then <laughs> the cool thing is, is that you know when you had that conversation about that, I was in, standing in in Davis and Eastlick or or Johnson Food Town with somebody by the milk. I, my wife sends me in there to get two gallons of milk. And you come out with a bill. For and I come out with a bill idea, and then we pass it. You that's know, great. And I'm like, so-and-so. That's what it's right supposed there. to be like. Yeah. Too. That's what it's supposed to be. Right? So that's always the neat thing. And when I see them, hey, we got your bill passed this year. Really? My bill? Yeah. yeah we got your you bill You remember passed. back when we were with yeah. the dairy aisle? Yeah. Um, a neat thing that we did this year. Um, do you know what our state motto is? I probably should, but no, I don't. Okay, I did not. I'll admit. I'd given a blue book to a friend that uh, lives over in Lawrence County. They're originally from here, a school teacher. And they called me on a Saturday afternoon and said, Clay, what's our state motto? And I said, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> uh, volunteer state. And they said, nope, that's a nickname. What's the motto? I said, oh, I don't know. I'm embarrassed to say. It's agriculture and commerce. That was our motto. Okay. All right. And they said, that's kind of bland, you know. It's on the state seal. And they said, maybe we can introduce a new motto. And I said, well, yeah, tell me. So they start telling me this story. And we're going through the, the history of our state. And, and so the motto that they wanted to introduce was send me. Oh, yeah. That's pretty interesting. You know, based off the biblical verse in Isaiah yeah. where he, and so I said, hey, you know, we talked about uh, when we went down to fight in the Battle of New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, it was Tennessee, you know, they asked for a certain number. And we, you know, quadrupled that number of Tennessee volunteers. The, the Alamo, all the, you know, every conflict we've ever been in military. Uh, if there's a hurricane in Florida or Louisiana, it's Tennesseans that are leading the right. way to get down there. When there's a disaster anywhere, it's always Tennesseans that are coming. And they said, you know, send me. As a as a motto, so we introduced that as not a change, but as a an additional motto for the state, right. and we got that passed that's this a, year. That's a very interesting. It's a, just another way of of relating the concept of volunteerism. Absolutely, absolutely. So it uh, that neat. was neat, and you know I can say, you know that was a, a Saturday afternoon phone call. And here we are now in Change history. The state we're motto. changing, you know. We're adding two hundred years from now. Yeah. Wonder how this got to be seeing me, and we, we're sitting here talking about it. That's, That's right, uh, Clay. I I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your service to Thank our you. community. I know you take it serious, and uh, and I appreciate what you do, uh, and. Uh, just continue to continue the good work and thank you for your time. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to be with you and, yeah. and to being able to serve the people of the 70th district. You know, we've got all of Giles part of Lawrence and, and now part of Lincoln because of okay. redistricting. I had forgotten about that. And yeah. so uh, it's a great honor to serve. I enjoy every minute of it. And if there's thank anything you. I can do for the people, please don't hesitate to call. Let us know. Uh, my assistant is a local girl. Uh, there, Emily Hamby. Okay, yeah. In Giles County, she's right. the one that when you call the office, she answers the phone. So that's great. That's great. A, there's a local face and a name with the with the office up there. That's great. Thank you again. Thank you guys.
We'll be right back right after this. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Welcome back in to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's Mayor's Corner, and this week I've got with me Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hagman. Mayor, thanks for joining me. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Uh, looking forward to a lot of great things going on in Spring Hill right now, but one one thing that may not be so great is a potential GM strike and what that could do for our community. Now, I know you put out a statement uh, just before the, the, the first strike, but you know, how are how are things progressed, and how, how do you feel like uh, you know Spring Hill fits into this? Yes, sir. So uh, GM and the local UAW they've been a mainstay for our city for decades, and anytime there's an announcement of a possible strike, that's uh, never good for anybody. It's a no win, no win, no win. The no win for GM, the no win for our wonderful, amazing uh, UAW workers, and a no win for the city. Um, we were thankful that we being the city of Spring Hill, and I'm certain the GMs uh, and as well as the, the UAW were thankful that on the next round of strikes, Spring Hill was not affected by that. But I'm told local intel tells us that uh, that may change this week where um, uh, the local UAW may go on strike. Um, the bad part about that certainly is, well, first of all, let me say that you know, when the strikes are done, Certainly, they're done for the right reasons, and uh, and we are so supportive of the UAW um, uh, getting a, a to be in a better position in life if that is sustainable. Uh, with that said, when you go on strike, that means people are out of work, and when they're out of work, uh, there isn't discretionary money to spend, and there are a lot of times people with their budget that's not calculated in their budget. So um, we know, don't want that to happen. And as of, actually, I'm in Spring Hill. I'm in uh, from Spring Hill. I'm in Columbia right now doing a radio show in Columbia. And part of what we're doing is we're promoting the well. And the well is a food pantry in Spring Hill that's going to uh, blossom into Mount Pleasant also. And we are possible our, our, our part of our war plans, if you will, are to uh, when a, a person, if they go on strike, if they go into a valley and they get food deprived for a little bit, the well is going to be there to help them out. Um, but nobody likes to be in that position. Either way, um, we ask that you uh, you guys come to terms as soon as possible so that uh, we avert any kind of sustained strike because it's just not, it's detrimental to um, the families that are involved. Certainly, you know, from the city, when people don't spend money, that means that mom and pops uh, don't make as much money, so they depend on that as well. So there's a lot of ripple effect that can happen that's negative uh, if a strike, in fact, occurs. So. Yeah, it, it it can be uh, massive, and and will be felt throughout the entire city. Like you said, sales tax revenue will likely decrease because people have less you know money to spend. So obviously, we're keeping an eye on that. Positive things going on in Spring Hill right now. One of them, uh, the most recent planning commission study session, uh, looks like you've got a name now for Project Smash. They want to be called Legacy Point. How do you feel about that? So there's a lot of things that are in a name. There's not enough time to say what all went into this particular thing. If you guys don't do this, I, it's kind of fun to just ask the business when you go to a business, say, 
how did you come up with this thing? There's a whole story usually behind a name. I feel great about it. I feel that um, you know, when a person has an identity uh, and a business has an identity, it's just it, it makes more sense to just be positive and, and just be part of the community of Spring Hill. And when people start marketing and they start, oh, yeah, Legacy Point. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know what that it is. It makes so much sense. The, the, you know, building a legacy with tennis and points and all of those things, it's, it's a fantastic name. They and in job. Spring Hill, the greatest city in Tennessee. It's, it, it's, it's fantastic. I'm so excited because they're building a road first. <laughs> a road before. Now, I know that they have to build a road basically for construction, but it's still cool that they're building a road first. So... <laughs> It is. It doesn't. It. That's what we call smart growth, or responsible <laughs> growth. And uh, to, in fact, to see that come to fruition, it is a good thing. And the developers and the companies that want to build in Spring Hill know that uh, this administration is serious about wanting to do the right things the right way. And so, yeah, Legacy Point, we welcome you again, and glad that you're putting out there finally your name. And this is fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to. Uh, everything that's happening, Legacy Point, June Lake, uh, getting started and, and kind of starting to see the, the end of the tunnel, even though the interchange has been pushed back again. It's, it's all about getting it right. And I feel like, you know, Spring Hill is on, we're, we're just on the cusp just to get over that hill. And when we do, it's all downhill from there. So we're going to be on the, on the downhill slide, good to go. It's better to coast than pedal. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's relaxing and um, smart growth, responsible growth is just the key to uh, the key to keeping the citizens that I represent as happy as possible, and that's a that's a good thing. But uh, I will shout out to the developers of um, the tennis, uh, and as well as the June Lake developers, Don Alexander. He's in charge of that, and uh, and this is great people to work with. They are pro city, pro development for the right reasons. And so those two de different development companies are fantastic to work with. Thank you. Well, we are looking forward again to Spring Hill taking shape and, and, and really getting uh, some unique portions uh, coming up. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for being with me here on Mayor's Corner. We'll be right back with more mornings on Main Street right after this. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at MidTennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Time now to take a look at sports. Maurice Patton is in Murray County, and he's going to tell you what you can expect in this week's sports section of Main Street Murray. Thanks, Chris. In this week's edition of Main Street Murray, we've got week seven high school football coverage, including Columbia Central's big overtime victory over Spring Hill and what it means for both teams, uh, as well as Columbia Academy's third straight win this year, um, big 38-7 victory over Clarksville Academy plus coverage of all of our other area high school football teams that were in action this past week. Um, in addition, we've got some soccer coverage from Columbia Central and Spring Hill who don't seem to be able to do anything but tie. Um, second tie in two weeks. We've got coverage of that match in this week's paper. 
along with some postseason golf updates. A couple of teams headed to state competition coming out of action last week. So be sure and check out, again, this week's print edition of that. And, of course, Mostradamus tells you what's going on this coming Friday night on the High School Gridiron. So you can find all of that in the print edition of Main Street Murray this week. And coming up, we've got a little middle school championship game on Thursday. We will have a picture, pa uh, picture page from the Battle Creek Whitthorn matchup that's scheduled for Thursday at 6 at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So be sure and be on the lookout for that. And again, we'll have coverage of week eight of the high school football season. So check out MainStreetMurray.com. This week's Main Street Murray in print and next week's print edition as well. Thanks, Mo. We'll head down to Pulaski now where Wade Neely is standing by to tell you a little bit about what you can find in this week's Pulaski Citizen. That's right, folks. It was a heartbreaking loss last Friday night for one of our area teams as Richland drops a very tough, tough game to Collinwood at Wayne Hobbs Stadium. 20-13 to 13 is your final score there. It uh, really kind of got away from the Raiders early, but they staged a dramatic second-half comeback as they fell down by a couple of touchdowns in the first half. And then with a little momentum on their side in the third and fourth quarters, they come roaring back. But ultimately, their upset bid of the Trojans from Collinwood is denied. Richland, unfortunately, uh, now sitting there with two region losses already, one to Cornersville and now this one to Collinwood. Raiders will get an off week. They're on fall break, and then they will look to bounce back coming up in two weeks' time versus Summertown. On the other side of the county, Giles County was on the road, and yes, they got the win, but yeesh, it was not the prettiest of wins, uh, which is saying something considering they put up 50 points in a 50-34 to victory versus Watertown. They go up to Wilson County and uh, very kind of oddly played, kind of had an eerie feel to it all night game as Giles County really kind of never got things going until the second half as uh, they trailed early 7-0. And then at one point they even trailed 16-7 in the first half. They trailed 16-14 at halftime, but then they came roaring back, taking their first lead. Kamari Turner finishes with four touchdowns. And Exorion Randolph added three, including a 76-yard kickoff return as Giles County does ultimately get the win. Turner with those touchdowns, uh, three on the ground, one in the air. He had over 200 yards rushing, second time he's done that in as many games for Giles County on the ground. As uh, the Bobcats' first region win, and now they get ready to make another trip up to that neck of the woods as they head to Colmont this Friday night to take on Grundy County. So tough loss for the Raiders at home and a nice win for Giles County, uh, but they still got some things I know they would like to clean up as they head into their next region contest. So that's a breakdown on the Bobcats and the Raiders. Wade Neely, sports editor of the Pulaski Citizen, signing out. Appreciate it, fellas. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got the weather and more on May mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. 
You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street. Chris Yao here with Jennifer Dalton of the Columbia Police Department. Jennifer, how are things? Warm. Yes, they're they warm. It is, it's almost <laughs> October and my car's at 100 degrees. Yes, it is a warm day, but it's a beautiful warm day. <laughs> it is yeah. a beautiful day and we are at the uh, community cookout that you guys are hosting annually here at Riverwalk Park in Columbia. Tell us a little bit about the event and what, what, what is kind of the idea behind it. So this is our ninth annual community event. Um, what, we, what this is all about is us showing our appreciation for our community and their support to us. Um, we invite all of our first responders within the community out here to do that with us. We have THP, Tennessee Highway Patrol, we have Murray County Sheriff's Department, Murray Regional is here, CFR, which is um, Columbia Fire Department is here. We all come out here, we want to show everybody in a very relaxed environment what we do. Let them, you know, ask us questions, see the, our equipment, and see the things that we do. Meanwhile, serve them hamburgers, hot dogs, cookies and chips and drinks and just give you an opportunity to come out here and meet everybody in a relaxed environment. Good. And that's so important to, to learn about your first responders as people and not just the, the uniform. Right. That they wear. Right. So, what kind of you know what, what kind of experience has it been over the years for both police and that you've gotten feedback from the community? Our honestly, our event gets bigger and bigger every year. Um, the turnout increases every year, and I think that what that means is those that have been coming gets the good word out of how much fun it is and more people show up. So it not only is it good for the community, but it's good for us too because it gives us an opportunity to answer questions that maybe we didn't think that people might have um, and also show them our apparatus and let them understand the things that we use on different different scenes or different um, incidents that happen within their community. They may see things that, you know, and wonder, wonder what that is or what does that do? And this gives them an opportunity to see a lot of the things that we have. So why did we spend taxpayer money on that? <laughs> there you go. That sort of thing. Well, and, and not just the adults, but you know, for children right. to to get to learn about how you know about police and fire and those things in a community are so important because a lot of kids only see police in a negative sense. Right. So getting a chance to, for them to understand that that you know you guys do a lot of positive things as well it has to be big for you. Honestly, we look forward to this every single year. I mean, we really do because it does give us an opportunity to be so relaxed and just show that we're normal people. Um, you know, we're out here cooking burgers. We're out here having a good time. We're out here answering questions. And it gives kids and adults the opportunity to come and ask us questions in a very relaxed and a very community environment. And that's what this is all about. And like I said, this is the ninth annual it gets bigger every year. I can't wait for the the, the tent. The tenth year. We'll see what we can we can shake up. Yeah, for that you'll, one. you'll you'll have to, you'll have to make it just a little bit cooler for just that. Just a little years. bit. How about about seventy instead yeah, of ninety? Oh, please. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for taking time Absolutely. with us. Looking forward to, to being out here and seeing all of these uh, all of the, the first responders. It's it's super cool to see everybody in one one place and. Well, that's there's what it's all not, about. And there's really not is. an emergency around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we'll be right back on Mornings on Main Street right after this. Stick around. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Center, this is your weather today.
Good Wednesday morning. I'm Kelly Rawson in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center with a check at your forecast. We're starting off things a little bit chilly, upper 50s to lower 60s with a few clouds in the area, but we will see a partly cloudy sky for the rest of today. That sunshine will be in full force until a few clouds move in this afternoon. We do stay dry in southern middle Tennessee for your Wednesday afternoon with winds a little bit gusty out of the south ahead of a cold front going to be bringing us some major changes as soon as Thursday. We stay dry for the rest of Wednesday as well. I think Futurecast is overdoing it just a little bit with precip. I do think we do see a good amount of cloud cover though by Wednesday evening and overnight. We should be dry for the first half of Thursday. Futurecast is showing a few showers, but again, I think it may be overdoing it just a little bit. We could be having a few showers before Thursday is over, but I don't think they're going to be widespread by any means. Here is a look at your seven-day forecast. Just a scattered chance for a few showers both Thursday and Friday, but check out the temperatures beyond Thursday in the lower 80s. Then we are back into the 70s for high temperatures on Friday and only into the upper 60s for highs on the weekend. And that's going to do it for this edition of Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Appreciate Clay Doggett for uh, being so gracious with his time over the last month to uh, give you guys an update about what is going on in and around uh, his area down in Giles County and the area that he represents. Uh, looking forward to a great conversation uh, going forward with all of our local mayors and elected, elected representatives. Hope you guys will come back with us next week here on Main Street Media TV. Make sure to download the app on your iOS or Android device as well as your Roku, Android, or Fire Stick. Just search Main Street Media TV. Till then, we'll see you next time.